Well, welcome to another Racing for Recovery podcast. I love doing these things. I have one Dustin Werner on here today. How are you, sir? Good. Um, have you pondered what you're going to say or what you think I'm going to ask you? Oh, 100%. You had asked me to come on last week and I wasn't able to. So I've had a whole week to think about hypothetical questions. And I had all this good stuff to say before I got here that I thought you might ask. And out the window? Out the window. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with this. I'm, I'm sporting a Jimi Hendrix shirt. Yeah. I've been, I'm wearing like concert shirts to put, because music is a part of what we right. do. Do you even know who this guy is? Yes, I know who Jimi Hendrix is. Okay, so I figured you'd do that. Can you, you have a favorite Jimi Hendrix song? Uh, hey Joe, probably. Right, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say the same that's thing. That's a good one. Right, that's a real good one. Yeah. yeah. This shirt's from like when he played in Copenhagen. I wasn't there, you, but. Oh, you were probably about 30 years old then, huh? Oh, we're going to do that already? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, let's do this. How long, I don't ask people this, but for our sakes and purposes, I'm going to ask you this. How long have you been on the good side of addiction? Oh, you know I hate that question. I know. Um, I'll have two years in June, so 20 months or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So on Father's Day, actually. Is it really yeah, this year? This year it's on Father's Day. Cool. So my second Father's Day, my second year sober. And you happen to be a father. Happen to be a father. Talk about your son. Oh man, he uh, he gets me through my days, man. He's he's amazing. It's uh, well, you're a father, so you know all about the experience. But it's uh, something you don't know until you know. You know that love for a, another human mm -hmm. being, and he's been uh, a big part of my sobriety. Does he have a name? His name's Kai. Okay, good. We so need to let. Say I got it. I got it tattooed. Now. Dude, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where'd he go? Um, watching him grow has, has been just amazing. It's been, it's been a journey. He's, it's great, dude. I don't know. When you were in your addiction, did you ever think you'd be talking like this? Um, I didn't think I'd be alive right now. Probably, mm -hmm. you know, the choices and things that I've dealt with throughout that have, uh, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Okay, so this is the question I was going to start with, but it, we, we've arrived here. Uh, yeah, you got to oh, get closer to that. Get your you posture get, you gotta going. Get, you got to right? share that. Come on. Back, get so the I'm, posture going. Right. What do you think was the turning point for you that has allowed you to be where you're at today? Like, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the day you stopped. I'm talking about really a moment where you listened, you applied, it stuck, and here you are. That's kind of easy. I was uh, I was sitting in work release <laughs> for, the, for the last time. And, uh, you know, I got, I knew I was at a crossroads, right? So it was either I can continue down this path, which is just going to lead to, you know, what's that old saying? Jails, hosp hospitals, institutions, or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I knew that my continued use of drugs and alcohol was going to lead to there eventually and um at that time i uh jennifer was five months pregnant or something like that you know so there was a lot coming up and i needed to step up and be a man for myself but in order to be a father i had to get my own act together you know and i got sick of showering in sandals and being told what to do i wanted to i wanted to live you know and uh and it's it's been awesome i don't know hey were you were you done at that time? Did you know? Because some people have that, I call it the gift. Yeah. Like they know yeah. they're done so, yeah. and you were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, had been, it, it had been leading up to that, right? So 
actually today is the 13th. So my first time here was two years ago on February 14th. Really? Right. So um, there was about four months where I was still trying to do things the way I wanted to do and wiggle and finagle my own things. And uh, eventually it caught up to me again, you know, and that's when I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I put my hands up and. So this is what I want to get into with you, because, uh, you know, Jennifer had messaged me, said, hey, I got a guy, which yeah. I get a lot. Can you help? Sure, we can. I want to talk about our conversation in the in the hallway. Um, oh, that was some months after that, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it it's it validates what you're talking about here. You're coming in trying to I'm still going to run it my way or whatever. And you start learning what Racing for Recovery is doing. I want to talk to you about when we. We're speaking in the hallway about the whole work thing and how you just stopped and really looked at what you were doing. And from my, my point of view, you changed your mindset. And I, I'm not saying it's the total reason why you're successful right. today, but I, I know that had an impact on you. And yeah. I, I want I want the listeners to know what that was like for you. I uh, I don't know. That was probably two months in, maybe maybe not even three months in. And uh, I had this amazing opportunity come up, right? So at this point here, I'm gonna lay out my state of mind. So I got a son coming yeah. and I'm freaking out, right? A little bit because obviously he's my first son. I wanna be working, I wanna get my life back on track. But um, my track history shows that like rushing back into that just doesn't, doesn't work. So this time I, asked some people that have been here a while you were one of them I, I talked to you in the hallway for an extensive period of time about this amazing opportunity that i thought was going to be you know which at that at that moment i might have thought like that was going to make everything better and um after speaking with some people uh obviously i changed my mind and um i look at the whole opportunity of me being here when i was it was uh it was it was good timing really I guess in my life at that point, I had enough support from my family and Jennifer and people in my life that I was able not to work and be able to put a hundred percent into this and not treating it as, uh, you know, a vacation or, you know what I mean? Nothing. I was here to get my life back on track and that's what I did. I was here, man, I was here every day, you know, I'd sit through IOPs and then ask to sit through other ones just because I wanted to, I'm like, look, I got, I'm able to be here and I might as well get everything I can while I'm here. And uh, it's paid dividends. So do you do you think had we just said, yep, you got this, quote, amazing opportunity, which we hear a lot. Do you think if we would have let you roll with that, you'd I probably wouldn't have came back. I mean, I can't say that 100 percent sure, but I'm sure if there was like uh, if we were betting in Vegas, the odds of me coming back were probably far less had I. Had I went straight to work because then that was a job. It was at a whirlpool. So, you know, they're expecting you to be there for X amount of hours and overtime, you know? So like I would have changed my priorities at that point instead of, um, you know, my number one priority was, was getting my life back together and yep. being sober and being here. And, uh, that would have changed everything. So do I know I would have messed up? Probably no, but I know my best chance of, uh, some, sustainable sobriety was to stay here with you know with it's you working with, yeah it's working man. right yeah so it's good let's do this i want to let's talk about the services that you utilized at racing for recovery like everything that you 
really worked at that we offer here and how that's helped you be the awesome dude that you are today? Um, what did you do? At first, okay, so I really didn't take this seriously until June 21st of 2000 and whatever, two years ago almost, you know? So before that, I was, I was, I was running the gauntlet uh, to look good, right? So I was mm -hmm. showing up the IOPs. I was sitting with Matt, Boston, and, but half the time I was in there, I was lying to him, you know? I'd go in there for some reason, like it was going to affect, you know what I mean? Like it's only hurting me coming in if I'm trying to talk to you about my life and I'm just lying about how great it is or something, you know? So, um, it wasn't until after that where I was like, look, I need to take this seriously and, you know, figure out, uh, utilize all the tools rather, you know? So, um, that's when I, I used the one-on-ones, um, for almost a year, probably, Yeah. you know, I was with Matt for a while and then, uh, the IOPs and then the weight room, man. And when, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to say this right. So when I, when I, when I first came to racing for recovery, um, it's since grown, right? Okay. Yeah. So like, um, when I first got here, I, I didn't even have my, I wasn't able to drive or anything. So like I spent a lot of time with some counselors, you know, in the car and I got to spend a lot of time with staff, not to saying that it's, it's, that's not available anymore, but it was uh it was great for me to be able to spend time with you know i spent a lot of time with aj i spent a lot of time with steven you know it was uh in the pool you know what i mean yeah. like We're those are the times like right so like the iops and everything are great but like where my where my where i feel like my most growth and like personal change happened was stuff like that man being with being with other people that have been doing it or are doing this you know being sober that's what i mean when i say that and uh that's that's where I feel like my most growth, the most of my growth has came from. So I hope people are paying attention to this because again, it's the lifestyle, yeah, styles with an S that we live by here. That's really what resonates. It's you can come into school, the IOPs right. and counseling. Right. That's great. You get some new insight on addiction and recovery, right? But it's it's putting those into yeah, practice them, right? that makes the difference. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk about swimming. Yeah. Because you had, again, I'm, I remember this stuff. Right. Like, tell me, like you had two significant days when we were in that pool that you had some life changing oh, events. Yeah. My, uh, this is what, so this was a, the first six months or eight months of my sobriety was wild, man. Right. So like it's leading up and then I have a son and everything is great. Like my, my world revolves around him. And, uh, within two weeks I lost my grandmother and my grandfather you know, and, um, I remember my, my dad had texted me and it was like, uh, it was, uh, shit. <laughs> it was, uh, you're good, bud. It was like four o'clock in the morning and, uh, it was the day we were going to swim yep. anyways. Right. And, uh, so I'm reading the text message and I'm just sitting up in bed and like Kai's sleeping next to me. And so is Jennifer and she, she wakes up and I'm, and I told her what happened and like, I'm holding my son and like, oh man, it was, uh, I was like, I'm going to go swim, yep. you know? And she, she, she fully supports like all, everything mm -hmm. I do pretty much. She mm -hmm. puts up with a lot. And, uh, so I get to the pool and I'm real adamant about even saying anything that happened. You know, I, I, I don't look, I didn't want to make it seem like, uh, like I was looking for pity or looking mm -hmm. for anybody, but I knew, uh, 
people could read it right so mm -hmm. i got there and it, um i you were there and bieber was there and i was like what's the matter and i told you what happened and we talked for a minute and uh i just got to it and my favorite part about swimming was uh when your head's underwater right and you're swimming back and forth and you really can't hear anything but like a little bit of water and then you're breathing right so like i was using that time to just kind of i don't know what man I, I didn't know what to do that's the first time that i didn't run and grab a drink or something like that when i when i uh when i dealt with loss like that you know i mean it was uh it, it didn't make it any easier being sober right so but I felt all that, man. Like it was, I'm just glad I was here when it happened, I guess. You know what I mean? I'm glad I had people in my corner that were uh, supportive. Did you think I was going to ask you this? Uh, no, I don't know. I kind of knew it might come up because it was, I mean, I, I feel like that can be a tipping point in some people's sobriety. Right. So I kind of figured you might, might bring that up a little bit, you know what I mean? I'm not as scared to talk about it. I might get a little choked up and no, it's good. You know, I'm asking yeah. because I remember how like inspired I was by that. How, uh, dare I use the word proud I was. And I'm like, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. When you go through something like that, usually, and I'll, I'm just going to be honest, the traditional ways people I'm out right. and they go right back to it. And then it's oh, I relapse. And it's like, you didn't relapse you chose to cope with that with that same old crap but you turned it around and showed up and yeah. that that was so profound i'll never forget that that's like that's why i'm asking this question because yeah. i want other people to see that you know and then it happened again within yeah. two weeks yeah my grandfather had passed away uh, i think it was december 12th you know so that was just right after that and then it was here we go again yep. you know and i but i was like i made it through the last one and i didn't um I didn't make a dumb choice. I was like, so and look at this you. one, right? You know, and I didn't want to. They knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? They 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 saw um. They they saw me doing the right thing, you know, and I didn't want to tarnish the memory of them by by boozing, you know, like that wasn't gonna help anything. It's never. I can never recall a time where I was like, I'm so glad I drank a pint of whiskey last night. Like I forgot and I feel better. Never. You know, right? So, does it help? I want. Let's talk about how like our approach, like us doing what we do, how we don't point fingers and you need to do this yeah. or whatever. It's more of just. It's leading by example if I had to yeah. simplify it, you know. Um, the staff and the people that are usually associated uh, with Racing for Recovery have been great about that. You know, you don't feel backed into a corner so much. And uh, that was one of the things that um, that led me here. So Jennifer is the one who actually found out about racing for recovery. I think it's the van, the whole van thing happened. Oh, when it got stole stolen. Yeah. yeah. And she, and she had, she must've been in contact with you at some point or another. And she knew the other avenues for me weren't working. And she's like, maybe you should try this out. Mm. You know, and I, I don't, there's been a lot of people that really learned about us from our van getting stolen. It's free publicity. Man. You got right. the van back too. So. Right. I wish that dude that stole it would have come <laughs> to get some help. We offered it right. to him. You know, but he never did. Um, so you've, uh, I think you're applying to work here. Yeah. So wh why did you even want to do that? Um, I want to affect change, you know, and, um, 
And if I can make it through all that, and I, I, I know a lot of people can, man. And if I can be, um, I've, I've tried to stay as close to this organization as I could since, since the beginning, you know, that's why I do the meetings. That's why, um, you know, we play softball in the summer. I'm just, uh, and I've wanted to for a while, you know, I wanted to in the beginning. I was just too scared to say anything right away. Cause I'm like, I'm sure a lot of people say they want to like, they do. Right. So, um, I just know, uh, I want to be a part of the growth that happens here and I want to be able to affect change in our community. And if that's, if that's working here, then, then I'm about it, man. Right on. What's it like, uh, facilitating our meetings now you're running them on monday yeah god i haven't talked to you in a long time yeah, man yeah. How's, how's that going it's it's great man i uh i say it at the meeting like in my introduction quite a bit but it's like you know you get through the weekend and then like everybody says like mondays are you know like the cliche like oh it's monday but it's like i can't wait to get through monday to get here for these meetings man i uh they're great. I love I love being able to interact with uh, people who have been here, new people who are coming mm -hmm. here. Um, I know our live stream reaches a lot of people that mm -hmm. have never been here, you know. So I'm glad um, I'm fortunate enough to be a part of that. And what have you learned by sitting up there facilitating? Facilitating? Has, has somebody said something that you were like, "Wow, I never knew that," or "I learned um, something different"? Not in particular, I guess that I can think off of the top of my head. I learn a lot of what not to do. You know, which I guess is just as valuable as as anything else, um, which is one of my favorite parts about the meeting, man. I love I love that it's a safe space for people to come in and feel vulnerable and speak on topics that, you know, are are tough things to talk about sometimes. And I'm fortunate enough to be up there to be the one that they're generally speaking at. You know what I mean? And I go up there and I do my best to. Um, relay my personal um experience you know because i think it's like an edge you gotta walk because i personally i don't like speaking on things i haven't experienced you know what i mean so who am i to tell you to do something if i've never experienced it right right you know? makes sense so um and it's opened up a lot of um um so I, I used to have a hard time getting in front of people like that you know and talking and uh it's made that's one thing that, that I've obviously gotten over because I get up there and probably talk too much and forget we're live and say some things I probably shouldn't say sometimes. Good, but right. Um, I but called that great. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't answer the phone, <laughs> but I left him a message and said, Hey, yeah. we, we heard you. Yeah. We'll fix it. Right. It's all good. Right. Right. What, uh, what's it like playing softball for racing for recovery? You know, uh, it's man. Um, I didn't know, I forgot how much I liked playing until we started playing here again, you know, and it's great to get with a group of guys out there and, uh, you know, it's wild. It's like, we'll get out there and we'll play teams who got like coolers of beer, you know, and they'll be drunk. And then it's like, oh wait. And then one of them might ask us like, oh, you guys are racing for recovery. Go, like, oh, I got a cousin that needs to come see you guys. Or, you know, like, it's just cool to, to be able to get our name out there and, um, show people that, you know, cause we got all types of ages on there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like one point we had like a 22 23 year old guy and then we got sean who's i don't know how old sean is he's older than me 45 or 50 right, or something, he's an you know? antique he's old yeah he's old but uh i think it's great to show people that we can get out there and have some fun without you know boozing it up on a sunday afternoon right <laughs> let's talk about support for a minute because you've had a ton of it what what does support mean who's giving it to you how have you oh, utilized that's a long it list right that's a long list there's uh i've received probably 
I don't want to say too much support, but people have been in my corner uh, 100%. You know, my mom and Jennifer have been there a lot. And then there's uh, the guys I work for have put up with me for too long, probably, um, throughout all my things. Talk about them. Who are they? The uh, church? Yeah, the what, yeah Cornerstone it. Church. Yeah. Um, has been a huge part of my life. I've been a member there for a while. I volunteer there on Sundays. And um, uh, one of the guys that works there, um, I've known for, I don't know, five or six years. He knew me before I even went away to uh, on vacation, mm -hmm. right? And um, his name's Matt. He's been uh, it's a good dude. dude. Yeah, he's a godsend for real. Yeah. He's, he's put up with uh, me for some reason. I don't know why. But he's uh, yeah, he's been a huge support, man. And um, I don't know. I can't say I'd probably I, I don't know if I'd be here without some of those guys. Yeah. You know, they they offered me a place to live when I didn't have one. They offered me a job when I didn't have one. And for some reason, didn't fire me when they should have. And look what. And I'm, now that we're talking more, I'm remind I'm remembering some stuff. If you weren't in the condo that Matt graciously gave you. Yeah we wouldn't have the 11 condos that we have over there now, right? right? That's wild how that worked out, right. right? I mean, there's, we have close to, I think we have close to 100 people that are doing our lodging stuff, and you were the catalyst for us to expand into those condos. Well, you're welcome. No, I'm just right? kidding. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to take any credit for that, man. I was just, uh, it was weird how that worked out, right? You guys yeah. came over because I had to get you one of you. Bieber, somebody had to look at my house to make sure it was good enough, yeah, it right? Was suitable, right? Yeah. And then he came over and then he's like, You gotta see this place. So then we went over and uh what a year and a half later, here we are. Here we right? are. That's the coolness of sobriety. I love that stuff where then you, you don't even realize it's happening yeah, at the time. Right, right, right. And you look right. back on it like, oh wow. Oh right. yeah, that made look sense. How that worked out. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh I I asked this uh some people that are on here, but um what do you see the future of racing for recovery, what do you see us doing? I mean, do you think like that? Like, oh, I bet you we're doing this or that. Um, I just want to be a part of it. Um, we are right. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be a, a part of it. I don't. Um, I think the problem is now is, uh, which is it's obviously changing, but um, our name isn't out there like it should be. You know, what I, I mean, agree. we're. we're um, I guess relatively new as far as having a facility and mm -hmm. everything compared to some of the other places around. So I think, uh, I think that has a lot to do with it, but, um, the sky's the limit, man. Like we've already done probably a lot of stuff that people said you couldn't do. So man, we have, right. I, one of the things that I'm realizing too, it's like, I've, I'm like, I want to grow. I want to grow. And like, we, we got to slow That's a down. Double -edged sword. That's yeah, a double -edged sword, it is. Right? We got to slow down a little bit because it's like, I never want to lose the quality that you got. Right. I hear that from a lot of people that were here initially. They were like, yeah, man, you guys are growing. It's, I can't ride with the staff to go do whatever right. anymore. And it's like, we're, we're growing and I don't want to lose that quality yeah. of care with people. Right. Yeah. I think that, uh, never mind, I won't go there. I just, I think, uh, I that's one thing that that reason why I stuck around probably, you know, I was, uh, I was amazed when I came in here really, because, um, I remember sitting down with Rachel in there for the first time. Right. Uh, 
and just how nice people were, right? So I imagined um, the, the play, all the places I've been to before you walk in and it's like a doctor's office, right? So there's like a, a big glass window in front and then they got a whole bunch of chairs where you got to wait. And then there's probably a pharmacy over to the left or something, right? Oh. So it's real. So to come here was refreshing, right? So I sit down and Rachel's right here talking to me. And then I had my assessment with AJ and he's like, what kind of music do you listen to? Da, 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 you know, and I'm like, what what you know and then to find out like uh you know i'm talking to people who have been through what i've been through which meant more to me probably than than any type of uh education you might have right you can't learn what it feels like or what it smells like in a drunk tank or what it feels like to go through withdrawals or anything like that you know that's a life experience that not that can't be learned through a video or a, or a textbook, you know? So to be able to talk to people that had real life experience and um, gotten through some stuff was was huge, man, because that was one of my problems before is like you go to somewhere and have a 21 year old girl that's just a nursing student or something and she's trying to tell me how I should stay sober. And it's like, well, you're not even sober. Like you're gonna tell me to be sober, right? So like the, the relatability and um, um, how much people care here is, is, is one main reason I, I stayed around, man. And not being told what to do all the time, I guess too, you know, yep. like, oh, you fucked up, go back to step one. It's like, oh, damn it. You know? Yeah. We don't do that. Right. What do you, um, as usual, we're not even talking about addiction stuff right. or whatever, but let me, I do want to ask you this. What, what have you learned here that's helped you better understand your addiction? That's enabled you to embrace your recovery more? Um, I guess uh, um, not living in my past so much, you know. Um, I let it define me for a while, you know. So I, 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 I felt like uh, I had something to prove. And I guess holding on to that, that, that hurt me for a while. You know, holding on to the, I don't know, I guess I had resentment towards myself really that I didn't let go about and some pain and guilt that I caused other people that was weighing on me, you know, like, and, um, I learned that, um, actions speak louder than words, right? So you can talk a good talk and, and if you're not living it, then it doesn't mean squat. Right. Yeah. And, um, that was one thing I changed this time, you know? So when I came back, I never know how to say this, right? My last time getting sober. Right. So this, this last time, mm -hmm. Um, I stopped talking about it. All right. I just did it, you know, and eventually it became, became life. You know, I think it starts off as a program maybe because some people are ordered here or whatever, you know, but for me, it very quickly turned into a lifestyle. Right on. But it was by applying things that I learned here, man. And that was one of the things that, uh, that you have a choice, you know, addiction's not a disease. Mm -hmm. Um, relapse is horse shit right um and 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 live it you know and that was one of the things that i i know i said it earlier but people who are um that you learn from in the iops and the one-on-ones or whatever these are guys who are living it you know they're not just talking about yeah it. they're not just talking about living it or talking about how somebody else lived it you know they're speaking our real life experiences and um so i hit the ground running with that man i didn't I didn't talk about how I was getting sober. I was just, I was just doing it. You know what I mean? I do. And I'm glad you're talking about this because it's one of the things that I can 
I remember you being an IOP and when you raised your hand, I knew you were not gonna give some war story about what you did. Right. You were either gonna ask a question or you were going to make a statement about something you were doing. Or something brilliant, probably. No, that was me. <laughs> no, it was actually, yeah, yeah. all kidding aside, it was brilliant because it was real. Yeah. It was honest. It wasn't, that's one of the things, the, the war stories of addiction, I, I always wonder like, why are you talking about this right, right. now? What is that for? Is it, you need to, like you said, you need to prove something of how much you did. You need to validate that for the listener. Is it for yourself? Right. Is it both? But where is the action in what you're doing? Because right. that's what I want people to come to Racing for Recovery for. Right. And that was one of the things that stood out to me too. Like, so if you, <clears throat> if you've never been an IOP, they give you like a ground rule list, right? Like no open wrappers or like, uh, you know, no war stories right. and uh, use I statements, you know, and not pointing at you. And that was one of the things that stuck out to me right away because, man, I lived those wars. So I don't need to know unless you're going to tell me how you got out of it. Like, what did you do there to you change go. your life out of it? You know, like I'll hear all that, but I don't need to know the rest of it because I've been to the gutter. I've been to all that. You know, I don't need to hear about it. I want to know how you got better. You That's know, right. so that was what was so great about those because you'd get a group of people and, um, you'd get that many different um, views on how, or, or experiences on how, what they're doing to make their life better. And you can, oh, well that worked for them. I'll try that. I'll try that. I probably tried everything here, but yoga. You didn't do any yoga. I didn't do any yoga. Man. Yeah. Um, I, I still run and I work out and uh, full-time dad and. You're doing it. God, yeah. we haven't even talked about. It. Yeah. The, and you know what? This is another example how you just do stuff. I didn't even know you were running. Yeah. Like literally didn't even know. And you did what you did a, a 5k, a 10k, and then a half, half marathon. marathon all yeah. in a weekend. Right. Yeah, Knee days. brace on. Oh yeah. That was right. Yeah, That was fun. It's just, so I've never, that was another one of those things that I, it's, I guess talking about, it's not being very humble, but like, I, I don't, um, I'm not doing it for you. I know. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't come to you and look for acknowledgement on something I did because then who am I really doing it for? Right. I do it for myself. I don't, I don't seek out acknowledgement. If somebody sees me from afar or watches me do something and they want to acknowledge it on their own, like that's fine, but I'm not going to come to you like, Hey man, look what, here's all the good stuff I did. Like, please put me on a podcast yeah, or talk about it, please. Yeah. Or put me on the spot so I can talk about it. You well, and it's interesting because I remember I saw you, the pictures on Facebook of you doing it. And I, I, I I'm like, Dustin, yeah. Hey, and you were right. like, I, I didn't tell you because I'm doing this for myself. Right. And I'm like, that's exactly why I want to talk about it. <laughs> right? right. You know, yeah. are you like, do you have any plans to do anything else this year? Are you going to run oh, over yeah. half? What are you yeah, going to do? Yeah, I'll probably, Emily was trying to talk me into doing the whole marathon for the, uh, glass city, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, do it's a half. lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Half is a good distance. Right. Half, I'm still having fun. Yeah. Right. Like I have at the, after the end, I'm still feeling good. I'll do uh, a marathon eventually, but I'm going to do uh, what do they call it. I'm going to go somewhere, like make it a, a cool one. So I'll go to a different state and make it, you know, like a real a cool thing. thing. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. But yeah, I'll keep running. I'll run a whole bunch of races this summer, whether it's 5K, 10K. Or 5K. Yeah. Right. 10K. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. That's good. What's. Um... Do you have anything you want to ask me? I ask everybody this. I got to stop. I think I've known you long enough that 
Yeah. All right, I'm I'm done asking people that because Stephen was the last person that asked me some stuff, so I'm done asking yeah. that question. And then yeah, and then what if somebody asks you something and you're like, oh, catch you off guard. That's all right. Yeah. What uh, so what do you, what final words do you want to say to people that are watching this right now? Um, Give them your profound wisdom. Oh man. Good God, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Um, I think I probably already said it. Like, uh, quit talking about it and do it. You know, that's um. That's what got me where I'm at now is just doing it, man, and doing the next right thing, right? I had to get honest with myself, put some pride aside, and put the work in. Powerful you know? statement. Yeah. It's about putting that foundation down and building off of it, right? I appreciate you doing this, buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Until next time, America. Who used to say that? Until next time, America. Um, I don't know. I was going to say goodnight Vietnam. but Right? <laughs> I can't say that. Yeah. Uh, Hey, thanks for tuning in to these podcasts. Uh, share them, please. Social media, put it on Racing for Recovery's uh, Facebook page, Instagram, whatever. Share Dustin's story because it will reach somebody else who needs some help. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. <laughs>